your boy's really entering the workforce. Um, although, don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see what happens. Welcome to life Welcome. entering the workforce. <laughs> so no one told me life was going to be this way. <laughs> My job's a joke. I'm broke. My love life. It's, it's actually pretty good. I can do I was going to say, don't you <laughs> complain? No, I don't. Baby, I'm so sorry if you if you took that as anything other than me being very, very happy. This is this is we'll edit this oh, out. We'll you're edit. you're absolutely in trouble now. Oh, listen. <laughs> if you don't think my intro tonight is gonna have every like sentence have absolutely in it, you're absolutely wrong and have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that brings nerd culture to a normal world. You can tell we've not done one in a while because I nearly forgot the opening. Uh, I am your master of the geekly hearts, Daniel Dunstan. With me, I have two experts and friends to help as we go through as much as we can of what we have missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our significant time away. So first up, we have Bill Sheehy, fresh from a trip to Star Wars Celebration. Daniel, I can't tell you how absolutely thrilled I am to be absolutely back at this absolute and total great podcast called Nerds for Normal People. Absolutely just a effing thrill. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I'm absolutely glad that you're here. Thank you. And I'm also absolutely glad that David Hood is joining us as well. David, thank you for absolutely being here. Absolutely, and I'm absolutely taking bets right now of how many Starks die in the next month. The over-under's at two and a half. (laughs) Ooh. Man, Bran, is Bran half a Stark? Bran Bran is a full Stark. We could be talking... <laughs> here's here's the thing. We could be talking about Starks across two different franchises. Yes, we can. And more on that later. I can't believe that they cut Tony Stark in half. That and they just gave him robot hey, hey, legs. That's crazy. Hey, the half is just so there is a winner no matter what. There's no pushes. <laughs> no, they like kept his bo- uh-huh. they kept his bottom half, and then they. <laughs> Because he was thinking with his other head anyway, so... No, I mean, if he merges in with a tree or something, does yeah. that count as fully dead or halfway dead? He's halfway we'll, dead. He's we'll, halfway we'll, there. We'll, we'll get to that after, We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the joke is, though, what's really going to happen is, like, Sansa's going to have a stroke to where half of her is dead. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> why did I pick oh. on Sansa? I don't know. I like Sansa. Yeah. Really Has like Sansa, Sansa not been through enough, David? No! Have you seen the Game of Thrones? <laughs> okay. She w- y- y- yes. If you either play the Game of Thrones or you die. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I, think that's the co- I think that's the quote. And Sansa's not going to die. I didn't, I didn't say she'll fully die. I say that, and then Sansa... Oh, yeah, she won't fully die. She'll kind of... Uh, what's the, the Uncle Stark's name? He'll kind of half Benjen? dead. Benjen? Oh, no. Oh. Mm. Benjen half dead, yeah. We are jumping so far ahead. That's fine. In our in our planning. Daniel, steer us back on course. What's our first topic? <laughs> All right, let me steer steer away from the cliffs of Westeros there. 
We'll get back to it. It's the biggest thing in the world right now. We're gonna start with Star Wars. Uh, it... And that's all we're gonna talk about because Bill's here. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with a quick five-minute discussion on Star Wars, and then we'll ah, move on cool, to cool, stuff cool, cool, people cool. are interested in. No, in I'm the kidding. words of my favorite Phantom Menace character, Kitster, that is oh. so Wizard Annie. I absolutely hate you right now. <laughs> I absolutely appreciate your friendship. Absolutely appreciate your friendship. <laughs> All right. So Star Wars Celebration mm-hmm. happened. And it did. I'll, I, will say, I will say this. I went into it not expecting a ton of huge reveals. I mm-hmm. figured, well, they'll probably wait to release a trailer till like before Endgame to further make that the largest event ever. Oh, dude, you know what I just realized? Ugh, they're going to have episode 9 trailer when we go see Endgame. Oh my god, I'm going to lose it. For whatever reason, <laughs> seeing the trailer in the theater makes me freak out about uh, it. Okay. But yeah, So continue. I'm going to have to take tissues when we go to watch yeah. Endgame just to get you through the trailer. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be crying beforehand. Like, it, the movie hasn't even started yet. We're... we're <laughs> I'm going to make sure I have no moisture in me at all. Any kind of... Anything. So I'm just going to cry beforehand. <laughs> just watch watch a bunch of, like, uh, ASPCA commercials. If you cry enough before you go, you will be too dehydrated to cry while you're there. That's true. That's a good point. Good point, David. <laughs> I'll just have to make sure he doesn't die. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... I was surprised, because like, I was like, okay, well, they might do... I figured they would do some stuff for maybe Clone Wars, maybe The Mandalorian, some mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. I, I was not expecting Episode Nine trailer and title hits right at Endgame. Yep. So that brings us to The Rise of the Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, just Rise of the Skywalker. Wait a Not The up. Rise. No, I think it's The Rise of Skywalker, isn't it? No, it's Rise of the Skywalker. Hold on, hold on. Because I would Bill, say even phonetically go? it would make Dude. more sense as the Rise of Skywalker. It's called instead... the Rise of Skywalker. No, it's Rise of I'm the Skywalker. At, I'm looking at it right now on IMDb and Wikipedia. Right, I'm now taking bets of, of who is correct. I'm looking I am looking at I, it on the official Star Wars YouTube page teaser <laughs> they uploaded as the am, Rise of Skywalker. I, what did you what that's what I said, the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you said oh, the, you said the rise oh. of the Skywalker. It's oh, okay. the rise of Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> Look at Double D getting schooled. We listen. Don't you don't come to me in my house. <laughs> All right. Fine. Wait. Fine. Wait. Wait. Do <laughs> you like Star Wars? Um. Yeah. At, follow me on Twitter at Star Wars Bill. Yeah. Don't 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 like it at all. Well, I'm glad that we now have an entire part of the podcast I will cut out so no one can know my dark secret that I messed up. (laughs) I'm recording right now, so you are screwed. (laughs) Ah, but I have the master record and the ability to publish our podcast. But do you have the high ground is the real question. I believe you'll find I do. In all fairness, Bill does also have... Uh, ways to publish is just not through nor- for normal people. <laughs> true. That's There'll true. be a side episode yeah. of Skywalking Through the League I've already just to it. call me out. Everything is going <laughs> is a proceeding as planned. <laughs> yes, so episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, The Rise of Skywalker which is totally what I said the yeah, entire time. time. You did. And nobody can, <laughs> can tell otherwise right now. <laughs> 
before we get fully started, my sister wanted me to bring something up. Okay. Uh, is she was distracted by the very first shot of the movie, mm-hmm. or of the trailer, of Ray standing in the desert, because I think, as she said, they seem to have really done a lot to, like, to get her makeup super on point, mm-hmm. but, like, they've kind of covered the rest of her with a thin layer of, like, dirt. Yeah. Or grime. That's but a called... not not on her face. That's called Jakku was... chic. Actually, yeah. <laughs> my sister was like, "It was like, but they didn't do it on her face, and it just looks distracting." And you better bring that up. And I was like, "Okay, fine, whatever." See, I didn't even notice that. Like, <laughs> I did not either until she was thing. like, "Something's odd with that shot," and I was like, "What?" So before we talk about the trailer, I want to talk about my experience watching the trailer for the first time. So I don't know All if right. you, I don't know if you guys know this, but I went to Star Wars Celebration and. Uh, it was in Chicago. I, oh, I know this. I follow yeah, you yeah, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, 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 it was nonstop. Nonstop. All day, every day. But. <laughs> Plus, you were texting me constantly. I was. I was. I was like, it was just uh, audible. I'll say this. I, it was fun. It was. It, it was just great to like get a message. It's like, the Mandalorian looks so good. It looks so effing good. Um, but. Being, I didn't get into the panel itself to see uh, the Nine trailer, but I actually got to watch it at the the Star Wars show stage that was in the convention center, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most like pure and wonderful fan experiences I've ever had. I uh, met up with my old friends at the Resistance broadcast, uh, John and James, watched it with them, and then met people that I had interacted with on Twitter, uh, Claire and Charlie from the Imperial Senate Pod. And we were just, it's very easy when you're in that moment to get caught up in the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, Charlie, and, and Claire just kind of, after watching that trailer, just kind of hugged each other. <laughs> I had to take a knee because <laughs> I was just so uh, just so caught up in it. <laughs> but one of the coolest moments as a fan, just wa- being able to watch that trailer with a group of a few months, like just all all Star Wars fans that were just excited to see it. And it's it, it just a truly wonderful experience. Now, the trailer itself, mm-hmm. I, I contend that that opening shot of Rey, uh, the first sequence of Rey and Kylo, uh, I get, we're assuming it's Kylo Ren in the TIE Fighter, is probably one of the coolest introductions and coolest shots in a trailer that we've ever gotten for a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but uh, with Rey and that TIE Fighter, why didn't that TIE Fighter at least fire one shot? Yeah, dude... <laughs> We're 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 trying to look cool. Let's not look at. Your, or your... see, I was expecting like a a uh, force unleashed kind of thing where she would just like crash the Tie Fighter with no, the. No, but force. you, you could still have a cool shot, just like as she's rowing back, she's deflecting shots with the lightsaber. She could do, but I think what's really really cool about this trailer to me is that it the past couple of trailers, like you know, with the Last Jedi, the first teaser trailer, it started with Ray he- breathing heavily. But she was much more distraught, and this is much more focused, uh, mm-hmm. focused heavy breathing. Where, which it's a small way to show it, but the way they're able to show that, like she's kind of grown in her power, I guess, because going from that in the Last Jedi to, you know, just that focused energy that you want in a Jedi, I think is really, really cool and shows well, a lot of progress. And it's not even just that; it's she's coming to her own on a confidence level, right? Because, like, Last Jedi was all about her looking for Luke and kind of looking for him to say, hey, you're doing good, or this is the right path, and don't worry. And she kind of never really got that. Mm-hmm. 
So now it is, who is she right. as her own Jedi? Which, by the way, I think Luke's first uh, dialogue in this, the first thing we hear of Luke, we've, t- we've passed on all we know. We've. Not I. Mm-hmm. I well, yeah, because Yoda helped give her the books. True. But, to me, and this is wild speculation, and you know I do that very, very well. Oh, we know. That I, there's there's gonna be a council of force ghosts, guys. Like I'm just just mentally prepare yourself for that right now. I don't know if they'll do you uh, and McGregor's Obi Wan, but they'll do either Obi Wan and Anakin. Yoda will definitely be involved. I'm telling you right now, you're laughing, but that's that's just what's gonna happen. I, We've passed on all we know. A thousand I, generations live in you now. I'm not sure if it's gonna be a necessarily a council of force ghosts. Because I read the A Thousand Generations Live in You is you are kind of the hope of the future of the Jedi. Yeah, and like, you have to look... But I don't, think that necessarily, I don't think that necessarily means they're going to pop up in ghost form and be like, so... Why not? Why wouldn't it? I, I, one, I don't want to see digital Alec Guinness. And two... So would you rather see like just regular like older Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan? Like if they like grade him up a little bit? I would, no, I would love it, it, to see McGregor. Mm-hmm. I see that. I I always I hear the argument that that you know we they don't know the or Luke or whoever Ray wouldn't know the the Obi Wan you and McGregor Obi Wan, but the greater audience as a whole would. I don't. It doesn't bother me that much, and especially like given with the special editions, you can. Put Hayden Christensen's Anakin Skywalker in there, and it would oh, make I sense. Oh, I have problems with that I have, anyway. I don't. I, I, I understand why George did it, and it, it allows you to, uh, to bring Hayden back in a cool way, and I, I think they, it would make sense, and it'd be good kind of fan service, because J.J. has been saying that, like, oh, this is going to bring in different aspects from all the trilogies, and what better way to bring stuff in from the prequel trilogy than bringing... Anakin and Obi Wan into it. I think that'd be really they, cool. That's just me. They, but that's I'm, I'm kind of hoping they bring a Christian's force goes into it, but it's still James Earl Jones doing the speaking. <laughs> <laughs> they just overdub Christian yeah. Christians. I, I would Listen, love that. <laughs> plus, you know, another thing with 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 Anakin being in it, possibly Hayden's been a lot more active. In the in the fandom recently, the past since basically the last Jedi before the last Jedi, he's being more and more accepted in the community, and I just think that there there have been rumors for since before since after the Force Awakens that he was involved in some capacity. So I I would be down for it. Well, I am all for one it. One of my favorite comments he did was when he was talking about when he's killing the young ones. Mm-hmm. Did you see the comment he made on that? Uh-uh, what he he said? said something on the lines of like, "Oh, this wasn't even part of the script. I just wanted to beat them with a the stick." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they just filmed it. <laughs> just got in the movie, I guess. Is that like with the the Shaggy memes where uh, I, I didn't actually just I just uh, pretended to take the form of He's Shaggy yours. and then Shaggy took yeah, exactly. I just saw that on uh, Reddit one time, and I'm like, that's just hysterical. I love it. <laughs> Awesome. What is is there any shot that that stands out to you guys besides the obvious end? But like, uh, I mean, it's interesting they're going back to the second Death Star crash site. It looks like. Are we for sure knowing that's the second Death Star? 
I would assume... I don't know. It could be the second one. If, if they're on the second one, they're definitely on Endor. Partially then. just because of, which I'm sure we'll get to here in a moment, uh, a sound clip that mm-hmm. plays around there. It would make more sense for that to be the second one. Mm. Uh, let's see, you got Poe Dameron in his uh, Nathan Drake from mm-hmm. Uncharted outfit there. He's a big cosplayer, man. He, he really is. <laughs> oh, well, you get Lando. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was the one shot where I was just I, I was gonna lose my mind either way at the end with the emperor, but seeing Lando and he's in his solo outfit, which I think is a really really cool callback, which mm-hmm. shows uh, I I love that outfit, and I originally thought that you know Lando was his role wasn't gonna be as significant, but the dude's piloting the Falcon, so yeah, I, I think that that's I think that's significant. Looks like he's just taking the Falcon back. The dude is 82 years old, and he just looks so cool in the cockpit of the Falcon like he never even left it. It's it just, it's so gratifying to see that. I love that shot. Absolutely love it. Let's see, you get Kylo Ren both reforging his helmet and mm-hmm. then just straight up stabbing that dude with the side of his lightsaber. He has... Almost like, people made fun of me for this, but I'm gonna stab you with it. Now how funny is it? Ben Swallow <laughs> has been lifting. That's all I'm gonna say. Ben he, Swallow? He has been ready. <laughs> he doesn't even need the blade anymore. He just needs the hilt. He just, in the straight body slam you. That's all he needs. I believe it. That dude's ripped. Mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. I saw him shirtless. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I saw something. That ship that goes onto the snowy planet, some people have pointed out that it looks like the ship that little Ray is yelling at in the for her Force Awakens flashback. Which I wonder... Oh, so they think that might be her parents? It could be. I, I don't know. I, I think... Uh... I think they've definitively answered who Ray's parents are. But it's, yes, and I'm really hoping they don't try to go back on. Yeah, that. I don't either. I, I, see, that looks more like just a Y wing to me. Does it? You really only see like the engines go by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, that planet well, looks. No, it, it looks yeah, a little bigger. It looks bigger and more. It's more not circular. quite a Y wing. Mm-hmm. But I thought that her. Now you're gonna make me pull up Force Awakens on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're making me wonder if that does match the ship. Yeah. I thought the ship looked different. And listen, it's probably just a ship, but we're <laughs> we've got how many months? What it's April. We've got let's see, four, twelve. We got eight. Yeah, eight months. Eight yeah. months until uh, episode nine comes out. Uh, we're not getting anything else until like June or July at D twenty three, and then we'll get something in October. So we've got. Plenty. You think they wait till D twenty three, or do you think they hit for Comic Con? No, they do D twenty three. I think they're trying to make D23 their own thing now. And, I mean, it it, it just makes sense. All I can think is, like, because they won't really have probably anything huge from, like, Marvel. So if they want to, like, just own Comic-Con coverage again, they could drop that. Well, I, well, here's the thing. that They could use... Marvel could use Comic-Con as a way to say what their schedule is for the next however many years. Maybe. But... Star Wars, the behind-the-scenes whatever they'll do from D23 uh, will happen. And I don't think there'll be anything at Comic-Con. Because that's... The schedule for releasing new footage from the episodic movies has been, you know, Risa, release... Or in, the For, in the case of The Force Awakens, we got that little teaser, like, a year before it came out. Then we got it, the first reveal at Celebration. 
then the D23 behind the scenes footage, and then a Monday Night Football trailer, and then basically the same thing with The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. So you can pretty much call that they're going to get a behind the scenes uh, trailer at D23 or Comic Con somewhere in the summer, and then you're going to get a Monday Night Football uh, Star Wars trailer. October. Um, yeah, I could see that. October, let's just say. October 11th. Or no, October 7th. Oh, Bill, putting it down there. <laughs> October 7th. That's just in line with the other one. So there's a lot, a lot to talk about. Though. Yeah. This is clearly a Star Wars teaser. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of interesting looking. It's a lot of cool shots. A lot of various worlds that all look kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming we're back on Jakku at the beginning there. I don't you see, that's a thing. Well, that's the other thing. There's, what, 19 desert planets in the yeah. Star Wars universe? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it looks more similar to Jeddah to me, but Jeddah's pretty much completely wiped out and destroyed. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Man, where have I heard all these comments before? <laughs> well, it would make sense, honestly, since her journey began on Jakku for her to go back mm. for some reason. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Because Luke went back to Tatooine. That's oh, that's a good point. That's a. I don't think I've heard anybody point that out before. That's a good well, call. No, it, it's you can almost break down, like especially with Abrams. Mm-hmm. The first one was a slight retelling of uh, New Hope. Mm-hmm. I think you could say, "Hey, this might be similar vein," but Return of the Jedi and Return of the Jedi began with Luke returning to Tatooine. I like that, and I I think that that's that's a possibility, but I think that just what we've seen so far shows that this is so far away from Return of the Jedi in any... uh, Really? You might have just spoiled the ending of the movie. Thanks. Here's my whole thing, is I'm not saying, like, it's beat for... I I think he has learned his lesson. I don't think it's going to be just Death Star, but bigger. Which, by the way, I love The Force Awakens, and it... uh, it does have the same, some similar beats to The Force Awakens, but I still like it, and it still does enough new stuff that I think that it, it it's its own I thing. I enjoyed it. I'm, I kind of rolled my eyes at Death Star, but bigger. So but other than big. that, I, 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 they're just like, it's like the Death Star, only much larger. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Instead of a moon, <laughs> it's a planet. It's a planet. And I, I enjoyed Force Awakens. It's like, that was just the one thing where I was like, oh, come on. Hey, hey. You, you could think of literally nothing else. But I think you'll have some of the tonal flows, especially because even, like, even title-wise, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi is about the new Jedi Order starting by Luke sort of accepting his role in all this. And... We got Rise of Skywalker, and it's all about, seemingly from this, Rey accepting her role in all of this mm-hmm. in the larger universe. Are you saying Rey is a Skywalker? No. I, I'm i expressly saying no to that. It depends on what your definition of a Skywalker is now. If we're talking about, like, is she related to Luke? No. I, well, I don't know. Because no. I, I think, so there's two theories that I kind of, I really, really like, and I think that it would make sense. The first one is that Skywalker is just the new name for the Jedi. That is I, what I was honestly thinking, is that mm-hmm. it'll be a title, mm-hmm. and I am 100% fine with that. Yeah, I am too. I think that makes sense. And in, you know, however many years they do a new trilogy, it's not, it's the, this is the end of the Skywalker s- saga, but they will undoubtedly continue the stories of Finn, Rey, and Poe 
and whenever and if whatever happens to Kylo Ren, if they redeem him, if they kill him, whatever they do. Well, I mean, if they're mirroring the Return of the Jedi, he's going to redeem himself then die. Mm-hmm. I I think that you there's a way, and I was I I've been a huge like hater of Kylo Ren and thought you know what we've already done redemption we don't need to do that again um so just kill him but like <laughs> I, I don't know i don't know man i guess it may be celebration meeting all the uh, a bunch of people but you can do re- a new version of redemption where you know kylo actually deals with the consequences of everything that he's done and after he turns instead of just dying i think and then you bring those consequences in episode 10 and how he's dealing with that I think that could be a really, really cool way to introduce it. I, well, I, but if supposedly this is the end of the Skywalker saga, would you want episode 10 to just be about Kylo Ren dealing with the it, consequences? It has, to, the, like, it has to shift to Rey if we're going to end the Skywalker saga. I'm, and that's, I, I wasn't saying that like I want the Kylo yeah. Ren to be the new focus. I'm just saying what an interesting dynamic that would be if in future movies, instead of, you know, Darth Vader, if he died, he redeemed, or whatever. He was redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi, but he died. What if mm-hmm. Kylo Ren actually like, turns to the good side, deals with the reper- repercussions of all his past actions, which were awful, and then making amends by trying to save the galaxy or doing whatever you do for redemption? So, continuing... Redemption isn't just one moment. It's, it's continuing yeah. after that. So, seeing that in ten years, if they decide to kill him or not, uh, if he lives through it, I think that'd be a really, really cool thing where, you know, Ray and Kylo are teaming up to fight whatever's in the unknown regions, which will probably be what uh, the next villain after this will be. Part of my thing is I want to get away and like, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like this idea, but it's I would like to get away from the Star Wars where the only people who matter are in the same six families. Mm hmm. I and get that. But... So, like, if if they did an episode ten, I'd love for it to be something. Well, and I think unique. They're doing and away from that. I think what they're doing with Ray is that, though. I mean, like, I think it is, too, and that's why. Which is why I don't want it to get tied down with. Well, but you have to be surrounded by these characters who are tied to the right mm-hmm. bloodlines right. as well. Which why, it, you know, after the Force Awakens, my big theory was oh. Ray's related to Skywalker. Ray's related related to Kenobi. Whatever. But then after mm-hmm. the Last Jedi, where they were like, "Nope, she's nobody," I immediately bought into that because you know, after Star Wars has to grow beyond the Skywalkers. It it it, it and it God will. does it. Yeah, exactly. So Ray is the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. You, there are, I think, Ray shows that there are still compelling stories without the Skywalkers in them, and she's she's the new Luke Skywalker for a generation of kids, which is really, really cool. And I think getting past that is, is important for the survival of star Wars. Yeah. And that's why it's like, cause there are a bunch of people who are theorizing. It's like, well, maybe, uh, Kylo Ren was lying and she is secretly. No. I'm just like, no, don't no, just no, no, let no. it be. Let it be that she is just someone right. that the force has randomly chosen to be a, Jedi. a daughter which, of a junker, which, Brings me to my other theory that I wanted to talk about a little bit. That, you know, Skywalker isn't, like, just the Jedi or the last name. It it refers to the Chosen One. 
So the same way that Anakin Skywalker was the Chosen One, the prophecy of the Chosen One, the Chosen One is just another name for Skywalker. So I think that, that Rey could be the next, uh, the next Chosen One, the next manifestation of the Chosen One, the next Skywalker. I, I, I heard that at Celebration, and those are the two where I was like, oh, dude. And then one of my friends from, uh, from Yahoo, Adam Garcia, I think the original like prophecy itself says like it's someone in a desert or a girl in the desert or something like that. So I I I I don't know. I need to re to read the actual prophecy. But if that mm-hmm. if if they're setting that up, I think that's really really cool and a really uh, fun way to see the the Skywalker name live on. Maybe we'll we'll see. I I would be happy if it turns out it's just a title, mm-hmm. uh, like be it it's another word for the prophecy or if it's another just like well this is what we're gonna call the new school of you know force use or whatever i'm okay with that it's i think honestly genuinely for the future of the star of star wars as a franchise you have to at some point escape that you have to escape that last name absolutely oh i you do, and, and and what a great way to use absolutely, David. I really appreciate <laughs> <yeah>. that <laughs> because I I think I I remember when Force Awakens happened, and you had so many people, one of whom might have been on this call, uh, <laughs> so, who were convinced she was Obi Wan's mm-hmm. granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And my my favorite thing is the common evidence I saw online of that was like. Well, she was allowed to keep her British accent. I was like, you know, <laughs> accents aren't genetic, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and, and the only and, reason John Boyega didn't keep his because is because JJ was like, eh, well, uh, let's uh, let's don't don't keep don't do that. It doesn't work for me. Uh, try the American, and then he liked the American one. So like, yeah. there's there, there's nothing going into it. <laughs> well, and it, it's I'd love to get to a point where we can have a character like Ray show up. And you don't get a thousand people instantly going like, well, she has to relate back to one of these two families or I don't care. Right. And I remember even like then when Rogue One was coming out, they're like, oh, maybe this Jin Erso is her mom. They both have brown hair. And I just wanted to like shake people and be like, why does That's that matter? Every, you know, <laughs> it ev- doesn't matter. That is one every single woman in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> and I hate to say it, but every time there's a new black character in Star Wars, it's is it Lando Calrissian's oh, yeah. son or is it Mace Windu's great grandson or granddaughter or whatever, which... Yeah. Interestingly enough, at the panel, the uh, Naomi Aki's uh, she's she's new into the series. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jana. They made a big point of asking, like, "Hey, is this Lando's daughter?" And they were like, "Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not." So they didn't like outright answer it, which I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Still a terrible thing. Oh, I agree. It, it's yeah. Because I, I remember people like, said people said the same thing for Finn. But is, at the same time, what, but no. But here's the thing. They didn't bring it up with Finn. And like this was like the official panel. Like Colbert asked. Oh, like so, so those are like sanctioned questions that he was like told that he could say. So jeez. Oh, so I- I'm assuming they might have just put that in there simply so get- they could go ahead and get an answer out since right. they knew people people would talk about it online. Because yeah, I remember when Force Awakens came out and everyone said, Oh, I bet Finn is Lando's son or grandson or something. Mm. And I was like, or he's just a dude. He Wait, you're be. saying you're saying there's more than two black people in the universe? <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's shocking. <laughs> wow. I wow. mean, Jeez, I know wow. it's the Star Wars universe, and we don't see them that often. <laughs> but still, there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. People just like to theorize. Yeah, and it's like, I'm fine. Like, I was fine when people were like, oh, I wonder, like what Ray is going to do next and, you know, how her journey is going to progress. I'm like, I like those theories. I don't like where they're just like, which of these current, of these current Jedi we know about is her direct relative. And you go, maybe none of them. Force just or works maybe in all mysterious of ways. Maybe all of them, man. You never know. Nah, nah, you are wrong. You are wrong. The Force just like six specific families and that's it. Maybe it's a Kiati Mundi. Here's the thing about Kiri Amundi, or whatever his name is. So apparently, like, in the, Legends... The, by the way, for, for those of you who don't know who this is, he's the Jedi Master in the, in the prequel trilogy whose head looks like a penis. <laughs> yes. And the, there was Legends stories, like, officially, like, sanctioned things from Star oh, yeah. Wars. He's one of the only Jedi who's allowed to have sex. Yeah, he's the... Oh, exactly! <laughs> Because his he's one of the last few males of his species, and so he he's not allowed to love, uh-huh. but he has to. He sure is allowed to. <laughs> no, yeah, I did not make that joke no, blindly, Bill. No, I'm so happy you did because I found that out like when I first started podcasting. I listened to. Uh, to the one I was supposed to be on before, and they were talking about that. I'm like, what is happening right now? What? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I will. I will say where my journey began with Kiati Mundi is <laughs> in the riff tracks for Phantom Menace. I uh-huh. think they have him there as like just a holographic projection, and w- one of the riffers, it might have been Kevin Murphy, just went like, "What do?" Because he was doing a Yoda impression. He's like, "What do you think, penis-headed ghost of Hamlet's father?" <laughs> and then I went, "Who is this guy?" And then you find out he Kiati Moody Fox, man. That's that's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. He does. <laughs> no, that's I, I. When you were talking, I actually looked that up a moment ago. When you were talking about like maybe there'll be a council of force ghosts, because I was gonna try to work him in as a joke, but it worked out better here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what? A f- yeah, you. You would think if the force was strictly genetic, there would be countless children of Keanu Mundi as Jedi's oh, today. Listen, I'm just so shook right now. Yes, I, this time I have derailed the podcast. How dare you? That, that's not your job. So in our in our discussions of Kiriat Mundi or whatever, however the hell you say his name. We haven't talked about the final moments. Okay, yeah, you're right. I was literally about to move us on without talking about this, and then I was like, oh, no, yeah, we haven't talked about it. I will say this, because I notice these things partially because of what I do for a living, actually mostly because of what I do for a living, um, there is a really good job of editing right there at the uh-huh. end. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole thing, it's a professional trailer, because you get, like, her hugging Leia when it's like, you know, that will always be with you. And the way Luke says that, it's very hopeful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, no one's ever really gone. It's Which, this big hopeful that's, moment. That's a great use of, oh, yeah. of a line from The Last Jedi. Uh, oh, I absolutely. 
And like, it's this big hopeful moment and the music swells and then it gets quiet as the title or as the screen goes black. And then you just hear the emperor laugh. And suddenly what Luke just said seems not so hopeful. Literally just pure screaming for 20 minutes after. Uh, especially after you have Ian McDermott coming out, getting a standing ovation, people allowing him to be quiet, and then him saying, Rule it again. Oh, God. What, 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 a, what a moment, man. So are they implying the Emperor survived the explosion of the second Death Star? I... I don't think so. I think I, I think he will be a force ghost yeah. or poltergeist haunting and, the second. Instead Death of a Star. blue aura, he has a and red the, aura. Or a holocron, they, maybe? It could be Or a holocron. I'm betting it's like they have to go and get something from the second Death Star for whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And just they get there and they're like, Oh well, you know, we're alone here, but still, I guess, be careful. And then you just hear, like, alone. Yeah. Exa- something like... Nah. You've written the movie. Good. Good. But I, I... If you guys ever watch The Clone Wars, the the season six, the Lost Missions or whatever, there's... Uh, Yoda goes on a mission where he encounters the ghost of Darth Bane. And I think it'll be... A, it, it could be similar to that. Where he... It, it is kind of that haunting... Uh, and he's telling Yoda about the the Sith and all that. So it, it could be something like that. The fact here's what tells me that it's more significant than what we're claiming that that what we could what I initially thought. He was on set. Like J.J. Abrams confirmed that he filmed his stuff on set. If he was not going to be a big part of it, he would have uh, just recorded his lines, done whatever somewhere else. He, he, I think him being on he set... He could have been a red herring, too. It could well, be, and but... The, and the thing is, if he's playing some kind of visual representation of a Force Ghost, you would be on set. You might not be on set for the entire time, mm-hmm. but, like, even, even you know, think of it this way, is even, like, extras are on set. Mm-hmm. The presence of someone on set doesn't mean they necessarily have a huge role. Well, and I'm not saying be... that he has a huge role, but what I'm saying is that, like... It's probably going to be more than just a voice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, which is why I think there will be some kind of physical manifestation. I, I don't think they're going to be like he, has, he's still alive. Yeah. Though I know I texted you when because we went back and forth on this uh, texting because there are extended universe stories with a clone. Nope. Nope. Fuck. Oh no. Nope. nope. Are you yeah, are you saying something. a guy in his like mid two hundreds can't fall into a generator <laughs> of a moon sized ship and explode and not survive? I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. <laughs> so you're but, saying but, there's a chance? <laughs> yeah. But there, like, because throughout the uh, the old <laughs> uh, universe of Star Wars novels, none of which are canon anymore. <laughs> There were several clones, including Luuk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wasn't there a clone of the Emperor or something along those there lines? There was clones of everybody. It was yeah. Luke had a True. clone, and then the Emperor. Luke had a clone, the which Emperor- for difference's yeah. sake had two U's L- in it. Right. Luuk. Uh But yes, the um, Emperor did have a clone, which, I'm sorry, <laughs> is they're not going to do. It's completely stupid. No, yeah. I, I think you texted me like, "Do you think this is it?" And I was like, "No, no. way in hell." No, I I will walk out if they say something along the lines of, 
Oh, I'm a what, clone of the Emperor. What you, Bye. What you don't Sorry. Know. Star Wars is over. I've canceled it. I'm I'm now Marvel Bill, DC Bill. Don't no, care. No, Bill, Wait a Bill, second. Bill. Wait a second. What if that's the rise of Skywalker? It's Luke Skywalker. Bill. I'm, Bill. I, I've quit Star Wars. It's done. Thank you guys. It was good to be here. Um, the 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 but, truth story though is, in the Return of the Jedi, that was the clone of the Emperor. The real one's still alive. Ah. Oh, I see. I see. Because uh, I think my response to you is like, well, maybe he used the force to overcome death. Have you heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's not, it's not a story the Jedi would tell you. Jesus. <laughs> Because that's our go-to, I feel like. Oh, it's it's my go-to ev- always. It's it, whenever it, it I'm, always sets Bill I'm off. I'm trying to have a romantic night with my with my girlfriend. <laughs> There's a quiet pause. Babe, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? The God, Rise? you guys have weird foreplay. That's why all my Tinder dates don't work out. It's I, true. I don't go with... Uh, I, I go straight into Kiati Mundi. You, <laughs> your, your Tinder profile should just be the entire story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's just... <laughs> It really should. I and I'm not ashamed to admit this. I have used. Uh, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise as a pickup line on Tinder before? And <laughs> did it work? <laughs> How do you have a girlfriend? Obviously, she loves Star Wars. Listen. I, I clearly, clearly, I am apparently you, very pretty. I, I <laughs> or I'm either very pretty or very funny. I haven't decided which one it is yet. Um, it's probably funny. That's I'm, I'm going to go with that. But but like no no no, I did that as like a joke. And like if but some like I had a girl that responded one time. It was like it's not a story the Jedi would tell you. And, and that is now your girlfriend. And that's how you met. And your that's girlfriend. how I met Vivian. Yeah, it's it, it just. It, <laughs> I, I'll say this. I guess that works because if you just lead in with that, uh-huh. they know what the, they're getting into. Like, yeah, you if you get any kind of response, that's a great yeah, first. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just gonna begin with the uh, the story of the Infinity Stones in the Marvel uh-huh. universe. <laughs> At the dawn of time, there was At nothing. At the dawn of creation, there were six singularities. And when the Big Bang kick-started creation, they were forged into six ingots of extraordinary power. Dude, I don't know about anybody else, but I am wet right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently... It'll be out probably by the time this is released, but writing a summary of the Marvel timeline for Funkhauser. Sweet. And so I I had to go and look that up, because you got to start at the beginning. A very good place to start. Start at the beginning yeah, one last time. time. One last time. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are all over the nerd spectrum today. We've been staying with Star Wars, <laughs> this, though. Well, except for all our references. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, did it any other? I don't think David. We got your thoughts on the Emperor's laugh there at the end. Uh, I was gonna do something about Red Force Ghost, but then you guys ruined that for me. I'll keep going. I'm sorry. No, go. I, I'm sorry. No, my entire thing was I'm just I'm just predicting it's gonna be a dark side Force Ghost with a red or instead of a blue one. Yeah, I can see it. I'm all, I'm down for it. 
do, wait, do they match their do they match their aura with their color of lightsaber? Is Mace Windu? No, no, no. Just blue's good and red's evil. <laughs> okay, I can see that. Well, Mace Windu can be purple because Samuel Jackson can do whatever the hell he wants. He is a righteous man. I mean, he he did go into the prequels and just go, nah, my lightsaber is purple. Which, by the way, did you know that George Lucas originally wrote the role for Mace Windu for Tupac? <laughs> did he what? really? Yeah, he was one of the first people to, like that he had in mind. Fucking Tupac. That is... That's bizarre. I'm, I'm all for it. I, honestly, I, mean, I like, think it would have been... I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against it. It's just, it's like, it's one of those weird alternate history things. Where it could have, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could have been, tup- it, Tupac didn't die, it's, and then all of a sudden he's it, Mace Windu. The, yeah, it's the thing, well, it's the thing of like, when they talk about like, John Krasinski was almost Captain America, uh-huh. and you go, wait, but, hold on. But he, but he's Jim. <laughs> and then he's in that one movie As where he doesn't looks talk. looks into the camera. <laughs> Captain America just looks into the camera just, with that smirk. <laughs> And somewhere there's probably a a timeline in which Edward Norton remained Hulk. Oh God, that's the darkest timeline. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. No, I think the darkest timeline is Terrence Howard remained War Machine. Oh no, the darkest timeline yeah. where is both of them stayed. <laughs> they just alternate between movies where Terrence Howard is, is is for like the odd numbers, and then Don Cheadle is for the even ones. <laughs> And then we get to Endgame and Edward Norton's the Hulk again. Mm-hmm. Just for no reason. If if they did alternate realities as part of Endgame, that'd be fun to just like try to get some of those people back. It wouldn't work, but you could get the uh, original Nick Fury back, Hasselhoff. No, thank you. I, I don't need that. I've seen him eat a cheeseburger off the floor. I can't take him seriously. No, you can. If you did not know... He was Nick Fury I in did like a know. television movie. I did know that, and I, I don't need it. I'm good, thank you. I don't want what I don't want what he's selling. Thank you. <laughs> but we can move on to Star Wars. Yeah, we've been then. talking. We, we've been yeah. talking enough about dead people. Let's move on to our next topic. Uh-huh. Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. we've got one more one more Star ah. Wars topic. Then we'll move on to uh, Game of Thrones. Um, the Mandalorian. Mendo! They revealed at Star Wars Celebration the first bit of footage. They released a few pictures to the rest of us who didn't get to go, as well as some summary and details. Uh, Looks like it's kind of a space western lone gunman or lone gunslinger kind of vibe. As as I was telling you guys before we started recording, I was, you know, I was always going to be excited for The Mandalorian. Uh, just because it's Star Wars, it's its first live-action show, and John Favreau and Dave Filoni, Taika Waititi, all those people that are involved with it are amazing, amazing directors, amazing writers, so it was going to be good. But seeing the footage and seeing what they're making completely blown, blew me away. I think the, when I like texted you after I saw it, I think I literally said something along the lines of, they fucking nailed it. The Mandalorian looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the exact text you sent. And le- uh, I don't like you can find the the footage on YouTube. It's leaked. Um, but just a, an overall like summary of what what they showed us. Uh, Carl Weathers, Pedro Pascal, and Gina Carano came out 
along with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And uh, the footage they showed, it was like five minutes of footage with uh, a little trailer at the end. And it was basically the Mandalorian getting his job, like the big job that's going to go through the series or whatever. And he, Carl Weathers is the big, like he's in charge of the guild, in charge of getting bounties and stuff like that. And they're on Tatooine, and he takes okay. this 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 job that's apparently like super secret. You have to meet with the person, and uh, uh, so it's it is on Tatooine. Yeah, because I remember some of the initial rumors were well, it's going to be kind of outer rim. Here's the thing: what what showed that it was on Tatooine, and it's really funny, and they're gr- a great nod to Return of the Jedi. They show um, they're roasting whatever kind of animal salacious bee crumb is over a fire. <laughs> really and like and there's uh another i think i think it's actually salacious crumb in the cage right next to him and he's like not laughing he's a little bit down he's he's seen better days which this (laughs) the show takes place five years after return of the jedi and it's basically after that it's it's him taking a job from werner heisbrog or whatever who's playing what looks to be some kind of yeah exactly some kind of imperial agent or imperial remnant or whatever and the footage they they showed after that is a breakdown of everything. Uh, if you guys love Breaking Bra- uh, Breaking Bad, Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esp- uh, what is it? Whatever his name is, Esp- Esp- I, I can't remember. Esposito. Esposito. Yeah. Um, it plays an imp- basically an imp- <laughs> an imperial version of Gus Fring, and oh my god, there's one particular shot uh, of the Mandalorian like fighting a bunch of stormtroopers and you know like how in rogue one where donnie yen was fighting the stormtroopers and sometimes you would have like little bits of like white armor like jump into the air a little bit after he hit it with his stick Mm -hmm. so he uses either like the brunt end of his of his gun or something else hard and like hits a stormtrooper helmet like right in the face and just tears off the entire front of his helmet showing his face and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Powerful. It, 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 I could not have been more impressed with The Mandalorian, dude. It looks... I love the vibe. It feels like a darker version of Star Wars, but it's still like... It still retains that spirit and heart of it. And I just... I, I was just completely blown away by it. And I've got the... They gave us a poster at the end of it, which is one of the coolest poster of a, uh, posters I've ever seen. Um... And there's a uh, an IG88 clone that Taika Waititi's playing. Uh, they showed off yes. a little bit like that. So there's just so much, dude. There's so much, so much good. It's wonderful, man. I'm so excited. Well, I know I'm looking forward to that too. And that's hitting the Disney Plus streaming service. November 12th, and it's not going to hit all at once. Picture this: November 12th to December 20th, when Episode Nine comes out. We've got The Mandalorian, which they'll release every, a new episode every week, I guess. They're not going to release it all at once. Okay. Fallen Order, November 15th. Uh, and I know you're not happy about that. And we're not. I, I mean, well, here's the thing they showed us absolutely nothing really about Fallen Order. It's mm-hmm. just a cinematic one. And I have no faith in EA to not screw this yeah, up. Yeah, but as a I have faith in EA is also shot. I believe the developers want to do a good job. Mm-hmm. I don't trust EA. I will but say we'll see. I will say this. What was clear in when I was uh at the panel for Fallen Order was that the developers take the criticisms of Battlefront 2 very very seriously. 
like mm-hmm. pointed pointed shade where they like said no microtransactions, single player story. So I as you and and the people respawn is incredibly excited to bring this out. And they they worked really really closely with the story group, so mm-hmm. I, I think. But but yeah, here's the thing. I, 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 but I agree I, with you. I agree with. I completely agree that EA is is screwed it yeah. up to the point where even Bob Iger was like, "Y'all get this together, or we'll take this away." The, the, so, that's the thing, though. I have faith in the developers. I don't have faith in the publishers. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's because the developers were the ones who said no microtransactions, anything like that, and all I can think is like. Yeah, but that's not ultimately their yeah, call. Yeah, EA will probably come in and just be like, yeah, they're... That is the EA shareholders call. I am willing to guarantee that they will not be microtransactions in Fallen Order. Uh, oh, I will not no, guarantee I will that. Gar- not I, guarantee I guarantee. That. That, I will say it's this. A single player there game. might not be at launch. But I, I think past that, you get into territory of until the point in time because in which they think the it's th- safe for them to start selling stuff. Here's the thing, though. I think that Battlefront 2 and that system was so toxic that they are going to be willing to to not do that because the minute the the minute they start putting microtransactions of any kind on it, IGN whatever wh- whoever's on Twitter will say, "Hey, what will make a big article and it'll say the Fallen Order has microtransactions." And then that'll tank the game. I can I can crack down your argument with two quick examples. Uh, one EA, one not. Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthem is a game that even after they got sued by foreign nations because of what they did with loot boxes and stuff still has microtransactions and a lot of that economy built into it. Uh, and then Fallout 76, they made a very public statement of they're only doing cosmetic stuff they're not doing any kind of pay to win, and then they just recently started selling stuff that's not cosmetic and could be pay to but win. But here's the thing: I, I think you're not you're not putting into account that this is a huge brand. Star Wars is one of the most profitable brands in the world, and the fact that they did so poorly that CEO of Disney went to EA and was like, "Screw this up again." And we'll take it away. And you look that Lucasfilm Games has actually been kind of building up some of their stuff. They could just take it over, man. Just do it in house. I wish they would because I have it, zero yeah. faith in EA. No, it, and neither do I. And they're they're yeah. they're going to have to earn back trust from people. And I think that frankly, if, no, they don't. In microtransactions, they they, they absolutely kind, do not. Well, well. Do they what? absolutely do not. FIFA makes billions of dollars from them every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- that's the tricky thing with EA is they actually have big cash cow products, and Star Wars for them is not one of them. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, like, their sports they, games are. They huge. frequently have. Yeah, they frequently canceled a lot of Star Wars projects and reassigned people on there because I think there was rumors like Bioware was going to work on one, and they took them off of that and put them onto Anthem instead. And so, like, yes, Star Wars as a brand is big and recognizable, but as a moneymaker in video games, it is not what it once was. Mm-hmm. And part well, of that is they've crapped yeah, down all exactly. the games. They, that's but, entirely their fault. Yeah, and, and in the past but, ten years, know. we've then the past ten years or whenever yep. they, uh, whenever EA bought Star Wars, or whenever, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been bad Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Our, yep. our point is, though, if EA lost Star Wars as a, th- their video game, it would hurt them, but it would not come close to killing them. 
It, it, I they would, they, they would, would come up okay with a different with... series to come go against Star Wars. Well, I mean, and there was even this is we're getting way off topic. There's even like a uh, actual business article written where basically the company told shareholders like they're really looking into working on more. It boils down to basically working on fewer producing fewer games but more content for those games so you're thinking in terms of their of microtransaction type stuff right. right because like the weird thing is is you would think well they would want to make these star wars games good because then they'll sell well but they tend to just blame poor sales on they'll pick a staff member or pick a company mm-hmm. and so they just go like well Star Wars just doesn't sell, so we'll put more money on. Oh X. yeah, Star Wars right. doesn't sell. And if X, uh, yeah, and they go, and that's fine. Or we'll put this into the Star Wars game to help boost its sales or whatever. So there is every chance this could be good. It's gonna have to work to show me that. I, but at least the Mandalorian looks good. right. Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, that's my overall thought. And then uh, before we move on, just I wanted to talk a little bit about celebration. Uh, my experience mm-hmm. in general. Um, I almost didn't go uh, because it was just, I, I thought, you know, it was going to be a lot of money and it, I, I, the fandom as a whole had was been really toxic since The Last Jedi came out and I was just like, eh, I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it. But from moment one, uh, I met people that I had interacted with on Twitter at, that I had been on podcasts with before and... It was just such an incredible, loving, and positive experience. You know, when I was at Star Wars Newsnet, if you got, have you guys ever heard of making Star Wars before? Yes. So there was a beef between the site that I was on and making Star Wars and the creator, Jason Ward. And, you know, he was going to be there, and I was a little nervous uh, that he was, I was going to see him. And so, like... I, he was at a panel that I was at, and I just went up to him and was like, Hey, man, you know, sorry about all the, the stuff that's happened between us. Um, let's move on from that. And he could not have been nicer. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's all water under the bridge. Let's go have a drink. And we did. So it was just an, nice. an incredible, positive experience. I didn't hear one negative thing about any mo- Star Wars movie, about the fandom, anything, my entire time there. And it just... In short, it was kind of the perfect experience, honestly. It it left me more hopeful about the future of Star Wars, more hopeful about uh, the fandom in general, because we have a lot more in common than we have than our differences. And the the voc- the minority of people that trash the Last Jedi that are just toxic in the fandom, uh, they're a minority. Uh, 99 or not 99, but like I'd say 85 to 90% of the fandom is good. And it's just completely, completely changed my perspective on, on the series and where it's going from here. And so I'm really glad that I went. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I'm glad cause I did hear, uh, they gave Kelly Marie Tran a standing ovation, yeah, which that and was just- wonderful. All the fans seemed incredibly supportive. And, and not to mention Ahmed Best, after all the shit that he had to deal with with being Jar Jar for the past 20 years. He, yes. Uh, he yeah. got a standing ovation uh, at everything that he went to. I was actually uh, 
he went to the Star Wars show stage, and there was standing ovation for them, for him there, and then at the 20th anniversary panel for the Phantom Menace. So it, it, it's just, it was just a wonderful, wonderful event. I think it's too often we can get caught up in our sort of internet bubble and basically be like, everyone thinks the same as I do. And you just be like, oh, no, that's not entirely the case. Right. And it's nice to get out there and see like, oh, no, like, yes, there are awful people on social media, but there's also good people standing right here. Right. Exactly. Well, we will, I think, move on now to the topic, David, I think keeps wanting us to get to. I'm just trying to to get Uh, us off the topic so we can actually hit everything. Right, so we're going to talk about Barbie's Princess and the Park. yes! <laughs> we are talking Game of Thrones. Oh, HBO's massive worldwide hit has returned. Mm-hmm. Um, it has had two episodes by this point already, with a huge one coming up this coming weekend. Um, if there's anything... As big as Endgame happening this weekend, it is going to be that Game of Thrones episode. Oh my god. That... Uh, in fact, I think I heard there's one theater in LA that is canceling a showing of Endgame to show that episode in the theater. That That, ah. is, so ep- that is epic. It's big. Uh, of course, it has continued to be the most pirated show ever in the world. As it should be. As <laughs> it, it should like be. Everyone watches it. Almost no one pays for it. I don't know how they keep making them. But uh, Merchandise. clearly they still Merchandise. clearly they still have all the budget for it. You have all your characters for the most part seeming to arrive in Winterfell with one or two exceptions. And le- we have this weekend what they are saying is the largest battle ever on film or I TV. B- I totally believe probably it. Probably the longest. Oh, yeah. The episode's going to be 83 minutes long, and I would be willing to bet 90% or more is that one battle. Yep. And it's just going to be. There's going to be so many deaths. Yeah. <sighs> oh, so, so many. I. I am in on KSR in mm-hmm. Funkhauser. You can find it a death pool. Mm-hmm. So you can see who I think is going to live and die. What's the over-under of people, like major characters that die in this battle? 50% of them is probably... I would go 50. 50? Like, I, I think... Uh, I, well, I, who do you I think is going to die? Who do you think's gonna think is going to die I think that depends then? also on who you count as a major character. Mm-hmm. Like... I saw someone that tried to do odds, and basically the best odds they gave any character of surviving was 50%. That was, like, the highest. Mm-hmm. Some had, like, 0%. Yeah, you know, like, like Brienne, I think, is dead. Brienne of Tarth, and we will talk spoilers here, obviously, because uh, you've probably seen it. <laughs> Brienne of Tarth. I, I had her in the Death Bowl as, like, dying, and then I was like, ah, I don't know, who knows? And then, like, she was knighted, and everything seems to be coming up Brienne, and I just went, oh, she's, she's dead. She is she's dead. But, but her and Jamie dead. haven't gotten together yet, man. They, they gotta get together hey, first. Hey, her and Jamie? What about Tormund? Yeah, dude. Uh, nah, dude, after that that giant getting breastfed from the giant, I, I don't need any more torment, man. It, also, I will say, if you watch uh, the behind-the-scenes thing that they play immediately after the episode, mm-hmm. 
I think it was D.B. Weiss actually did basically say, Brienne is in love with Jamie. She just doesn't, she doesn't know what love is. <laughs> and wants him to show her, I guess. <laughs> Jesus. But. Where's the big yeah, woman? It, the big woman here. Uh, I will say also, David, I wouldn't be too worried. I don't think Tormund makes nah, it No, I don't think he does either. <laughs> I mean, he's. They've, he's kind of become comic relief, and it's a lot of fun. But at the same time, I was just like, oh, well, thank you for coming here to die. I also have a sneaking suspicion uh, Jorah will die. Yeah, I, the only thing I have is he was just given Heartsbane. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that might give him a bit of plot armor, but that also might give him a giant target. Right. Uh I'm torn on Leanna Mormont. Leanna Mormont will live. She's gonna be the only survivor. Are they really gonna? Are they gonna start killing kids? Oh, wait, they already did kill kids. Yeah, I was gonna say they've been killing kids from the beginning. They've been killing kids from the beginning. Any other show, I would be like, "There's no way they kill a kid." Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. No, they're killing kids. They're killing kids left and right, man. They're like, it's not just, they're, even. They're not just killing kids. They're crucifying him and putting him in a spiral yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah. Like they're they're using dead kids to send a message. It's one yeah. of the same things of like when Sir Davos was just like talking to that little girl in this episode and giving her soup. He's like, "Well, you should go keep them safe down in the crypt where it'll." Speaking be safe. of the crypt, everyone <laughs> in that crypt is dead. Oh, we're oh uh, yeah. They're they're the yeah, dead but, are coming <laughs> back to life there. Like that's just that's like, gonna happen. Well, see, even even if they don't resurrect the people in the crypt if one white walker gets down there it's game i'm over. assuming oh, i'm Jesus. assuming they're giving someone there to protect the people in the crypt it sure didn't seem that way it'd be stupid just to hoard all your civilians in a crypt without at least one person to protect them i mean it would be but that also happens all the time but like uh, uh, everyone in that crypt is dead that happened in pacific rim they piled all the people into one spot and just left them there uh the cinematic marvel that is Pacific Rim. Hey, don't you? They hey, they have the same but, composer. Like, what 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 baffles me is Jon Snow has personally seen the Night King raise an entire camp of dead people just like by raising his arms. What makes you think that crypt is safe? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's like a uh, maybe there's a threshold of long dead can't come back. There are some people there who might not qualify as long dead. I don't know. Maybe like Ned Stark um, comes up with carrying his head. I saw that theory today too, and I was like, oh, well, maybe. I, I think it's less likely we get Ned Stark, but we might get some of the brothers. Yeah, like Rob. We get Leanna. We could get Leanna. Or is Leanna buried there? Yeah, she, I think she, she yeah, is. she is. Yeah. But she's been dead longer than Ned. True. Yeah. Because she's been dead as long as John's been alive. Yeah. Yeah, when they kept saying, like, go, they said so many times, go to the crypt where it's safe, that I'm just the like, crypt is not that, gonna the be crypt safe. is, the crypt is not safe. No. The crypt is doomed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna think they yeah. kill everybody in the crypt, but, like, somehow everybody outside the crypt survives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, overall, <laughs> they're gonna lose this battle. Yeah, because I think they, the don't, they just don't have the forces. They're gonna have to go to King's Landing or something. Yeah, they're gonna do something, because that, they, they're gonna lose this battle, and they're gonna have to Cause, retreat. Because the dragon's gonna show up, the, the dragon's gonna yeah. show up at the end. Because that's the thing, is, they're, they're just sitting there like, oh, well, the Night King will come for Bran, and then we can get him. It's like, the Night King is gonna come riding Give him Bran! Give him Bran! Give him Bran! <laughs> 
Yeah, please. But it's like the Night King is going to come riding Viserion, and then what are you gonna do? Um, like it, it's their main advantage is yes, they have two dragons, but the Night King killed one with just one spear hey, hey, throw, and he has. We a have dragon. spears too. That's true. <laughs> and our spear probably have dragon well, glass. Arya, do, Arya does at least. She has her awesome special. This weapon is also true. That just. Looked like a stick with two knives. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know I'm if they sure were going to spear more. like a sharpened bow staff. The way she was wielding yeah, it, was, it, it looks more like a bow staff to me. It looks As, more like you a know, bow staff. Like uh, my favorite song by Boys Like Girls and Taylor Swift. Uh, oh God, two is better than one. Um, so yeah, dragons are gonna. We're, we're good. We got two dragons. They don't. We're good. We'll, we'll see. I think by the end of this episode, we will have one dragon. Mm-hmm. And we might not have Ghost, because they'd like, they have gotten so... They don't ever seem to render Ghost anymore. Mm-hmm. He Yeah, he popped up in the background of that one shot, but he just sat there. And he honestly looked a lot smaller than I remembered. I think, I think it was too expensive for them to have Ghost on set, which, oh, yeah. with how much money that's making, how is that too expensive? Well, because they're spending how much on the dragons? Uh, all the, it's all the money is going towards the dragons. <laughs> yeah. like it's- all that money is going towards the dragons now, and Ghost is an afterthought. <laughs> which is sad. Yeah, he do- Jez was kind of, the- it looked like they just like green screened in a wolf. Like, none, none of the characters interacted with him. Mm-mm. None of them acknowledged he was there. It felt like someone said, you know, we've not seen Ghost in a while, and they went, oh, we should just paint him into that scene. And they did. And Yeah. <laughs> and they sure did. They sure and as he heck set, did. They sure as he heck set, did. He sat motionless for the entire scene. Poor Ghost. <laughs> yeah, poor Ghost. I'm very sad. I mean, I think Grey Worm Grey is Worm's dead. definitely dead. He might as well have said, I'm two days away from retirement. What could go wrong? Every, literally everything. Because <laughs> literally. He, he said that in a very Games of Thrones way. He was, yeah, he was like, well, we can go and just live on those islands in peace and you and me together. And you're just like, oh, come yeah, on. You're dead. Or you could die. Rather, Arya or Gendry is gonna die. Uh, I put it, if I'm betting between the two of them, I'm putting money on Gendry. I'm putting money on Arya. Arya's uh, nah. Arya's too skilled. She's yeah, too skilled, Arya's... but she might get overwhelmed by how many fucking people White Walkers nah, there will be. I, I she, think she both, could. I no, think no, no you know what? I think Gendry. I think Gendry has a claim to the throne. What, you know what? One of my favorite theories are going around right now. Arya's gonna kill the Night King, then take his face. Ooh. <laughs> That, that's, that's one of my favorite theories going on. I'm like, that's I would love that. <laughs> that would actually be cool. It's on the death pool, but I have Sansa as, I think, the overall winner of the Game of Thrones. Mm. And in my mind, I had Arya as sort of her enforcer. That is so that, wizard, Annie. Because you saw that start to form, like, last season when, like, they executed Littlefinger. And, like, he's like, oh, I've manipulated them. And then she's just like, all right, kill him. No, bye. and Arya's I, just like sure. I, I can't believe that I, they were pointing to everything, saying Jon Snow's gonna win, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't want it. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing is they're pointing so heavily to Jon or Danny that I'm just like it can't be either of them because that's <laughs> like too you can obvious. say they're pointing to Danny, but I mean they are like pointing fifty million fingers at Jon. Oh, they're they're pointing like, so look at Jon. He's the true heir to the throne. He's the leader against these White Walkers. He's everything. He's even. 
He's, he's even like, so John. humble he doesn't actually want it. He's like, John is the perfect king. And I was just like, this is Game of Thrones. That means he's never getting it. And then he gets stabbed immediately. Hey, he got stabbed once he lived. That's true. I don't know if he can get through <laughs> well, I, two, though. I, I guess uh... he didn't technically live. But he came back. Yeah. <laughs> he, he came back. Uh, it's the same as, what's his name? Barrick? Mm-hmm. The guy who they just keep bringing back to life? Yeah. He's on what? Life number seven? Yeah. Oh, life number seven this season. By the way, he's dead. I 100% yeah, believe yeah. he's dead. He's the first one dead. One, one of the people I think that... both he and the hound. The, the hound yeah. survives because we have to have Kagane Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That, that has true. to happen. I, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. And not, not for anything else, but Kagane Bowl can happen. The hound can die there, but he has to make it there. Yeah, agreed. I'm there I, with you. I, I saw a bunch of people who were like, I think with like Podrick's song, his song at the end, they're like, well, that's a lovely way to send him off to his death, probably. <laughs> what is lovely song? It's still good. <laughs> the past two episodes have just been set up and it's been great. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's the sign of a great show that it's like the past two episodes have been nothing but small character interactions and setups. Because mm-hmm. even the big reveals are things the audience has known. First, it's just yeah. been reveals to the characters. But it's still so fascinating that you're just like, I'm on board. Uh, John, get on the same page. We know. But um, by far, one of these interactions that have been my favorite was at the end of the first episode when Jamie sees Bran. Okay, if you've not seen it, there's a wonderful person on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was. Lee Cruz showed it to me. Or actually, Chris Tomlin showed it to me. Someone set that scene to the Curb Your Enthusiasm music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it's like Jamie just turns, sees Bran, and you just hear boom, 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 And it just like does the slow zoom on Jamie's face. It's so good. <laughs> but just like, just when that happened, I just realized, oh shit, he hasn't seen Bran since he pushed him out the window. <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't seen Bran since he attempted to murder him. Ah, oh, good, good. And probably thought he succeeded until right now. No, he, he knew Bran wasn't dead because there was news about how he was in the coma and woke up. Oh, yeah. But still, like, after you... The, the last time you saw him, you he was a kid and you pushed him over off a building. Like, that's... he's. I think he's gonna remember that. I don't... I, I don't... I do like that Bran now exists only to throw shade at people while sitting in his chair and staring well, at them. Actually, though, staring at him, Jesus. there's a fun Just fact like, that um, from- um, one of the talk shows he went on in, on an interview with, he said, oh yeah, I'm very nearsighted, so I don't actually see anyone. He just stares off in a direction. <laughs> so, 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 part, so part of that stare he has going on is because he is extremely nearsighted. <laughs> They're just like Jamie's in that vicinity. <laughs> I want to say is that- I want to say it was Jimmy Fallon or something like that, but it was one of those talk shows where he was interviewing. He was like, "Oh no, I'm very nearsighted. I was just staring out there." I think it was Kimmel. I think was it, it was Kimmel? Kimmel. Yeah. Oh man, Drew Franklin has Bran as the winner, and I he could not be more. Bran, Bran is a three eyed raven. He can't be the king. Or at least he wouldn't. He would just give it. To, he has to go merge with a tree. He has to merge with a tree, or he is the Night King. One of those. Or he uh, he merges with the tree and becomes the. Ooh. Night king. Or or Both or he accurate. merges with the Night King and becomes a tree. <laughs> just a big frozen tree. Ha-ha. 
This is my ultimate form. <laughs> this isn't even my final, final form. form. It just becomes he becomes tree beard but frozen. <laughs> yes. That's the kind of content I'm here for. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. Oh man. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm sure we will talk about it more, especially whenever it's all finally over. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yes, we will. But I'm just gonna be sitting there just touching myself to this battle that's coming up. Ah, good. Same. I mean, I'm not sure I'd use those words, but I'll be excited to see the battle. <laughs> so there's a l- been a lot of stuff that has happened since we've been gone, and we are already really long into this episode. So we're gonna do. Some real quick hits. So we're gonna be we're gonna try to do this as quick as possible. Quick hit, go! Sounds like so, my sex life. Anyway. <laughs> Poor <Vivian. okay. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alright. So, first things first. Shazam and Hellboy both came out. I've not seen either, but I've heard one is good, one is definitely not. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> They've both, however, been performing lower than expected at the box office. Shazam has been the lowest performing DCEU movie. It's also the cheapest, which might help it avoid being a flop. But it's strange to see it performing below expectations, considering all the positive buzz and reviews around it. And I don't think it's going to get any more money coming in, because this weekend kills the box office. Right. Hellboy, on the other hand... Is definitely a and flop. not a Tide Pod commercial and and not a Tide Pod commercial. And what what's weird is like, oh, it's a lower budget movie. It's fifty million dollars. You know, this should be easy to clear. It opened to twelve million, and currently is sitting around twenty. Listen, I I think that I could just film myself for an hour and a half and put it in theaters, and that would make twelve million dollars. Um, so that, yeah. that that's that's pretty bad. I think um, The Room by Tommy Wiseau and its initial run made more than that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure on yeah, that. I, I, think I don't think that is right. <laughs> I, I don't think that movie made a million dollars. It might have after post sales because people like making fun of it. Maybe. <laughs> What's a story, you're, Mark? You're tearing me apart, Lisa. I did not hit her. Oh, hi, John. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Can I say something real? Can I ju- can I just say something real quick? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, doggy. Oh, hi, do- <laughs> uh, it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the room. I mean, the the weird thing for me is if Shazam continues to underperform, we might that might be damaging to. I know it apparently sets up for a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, very clearly. And it's also, from what I hear, one of the more fun Dude, it's, DC movies. I'm telling you right now, it's like top, and I know that's probably not saying much, but it's top like two or three uh, in the DC, uh, in the worlds of DC. That's really not I saying know, much. But I'm, it's, it's probably like, I'm trying to com- compare it to a Marvel movie. Um, it's pro- in the sa- it's better than Ant-Man, and I like Ant-Man a lot. Um, it's better than the first Captain America movie. It's better than... Where does it fall against Spider-Man Homecoming? Ooh, it's better than Homecoming. Ooh. It's, it's, better, than, it's really? better than Homecoming. Oh, yeah. I, like, would watch... I don't know anything about Shazam, uh, like, just in the comics, but 
I love that movie as a whole. See, I think that I, I think, think that it, helps your experience when you don't know that much about them. Yeah, it it, it could. Yeah, that, that, that was my it, way with Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know much about them, and I love both those movies. Uh-huh. They're my top. Both of them are like my top five because I didn't know anything about them, so I didn't have anything to reference. I was I could just enjoy mm-hmm. it. And it, it, it basically turns into the dopest version of Power Rangers you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, do they do the whole Marvel family? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's re- and like, I kind of thought they would, but like I was, it was nearing the end and I was like, are they going to do it? Or, but yeah, it's really, really cool. And it's, uh, it's just the, the main thing that like, I think that sets it apart from everything else is just how much heart it has, like the core family unit is wonderful mm-hmm. it's it's just it's so it, it's such a it's such a really good it, it 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 rivals kind of wonder woman um i think in in terms of the heart that but it what has. about aquaman yeah i i love aquaman it's see it, they're wonder woman aquaman and um shazam are in the same category for me i but like uh, apparently people hate aquaman really yeah, one of my uh my cousin who I mean, like it's fine. My cousin who likes superhero movies like went to take her kids to say to see it, and she was like, "Yeah, I just hated Aquaman." I'm like, "Really?" Me, me, I me, and my wife that. loved Aquaman, maybe for different reasons, but we both loved it. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, so, I, I think my so, wife just has a thing for Jason Momoa now. I think what what <laughs> I, I mean, who I does mean, I do? What DC has do, done so well with Aquaman and Shazam is they found like the basic like heart that you want in any movie. Like I, I feel like mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a core there of, of characters that you care about, even though ridiculous stuff is happening all around them. You still care about what happens to Billy Batson, what happens to Arthur Curry and, and Hera. So th- they've found how to make compelling characters. And even if some of the ridiculous stuff that's happening in Aquaman, uh, they've made it, the the core is compelling enough to to deal with all that crazy stuff. It'll be interesting to see what happens, what they take from Shazam, because it's like they might try to. I hope they don't go back to like, well, people just want darker movies again, mm-hmm. and I hope they continue to be like, well, people want fun movies. This just for whatever reason didn't perform well, I, I, and it's a crime that it's doing that poorly because it, it's it should be. It should make more money than Batman v Superman. It just, it just should. It, it, it it's, it, it's so I'm, much better sh- in every conceivable way. I mean, it'd be hard for it to be worse. I know, I, but so, like, and that's why it's kind of sad that you're just like, well, but it's not about to make more because it is literally going to disappear behind Endgame this weekend. Mm-hmm. As will Hellboy, and I think Hellboy is just like lop. We might not get any more of those, <laughs> at least not for a while. Right. Next one, Joker trailer came out. Uh, DC is doing, it's coming out in October. It looks like a more realistic and dark look at the at a potential origin story because it's one of, I don't know, a dozen or so he has mm-hmm. for the Clown Prince of Crime. Supposedly there's no Batman in the movie, and this is not canon to their current DC universe. It's kind of just an Elseworlds story. It's its own thing. This looks yeah, really cool. I, it might not be to the current, but they look like they're doing the ordinance sword to the Dark Knight Joker. Mm-hmm. Like he has a he has yeah. a, he has a I don't similar even know look. They're doing that. I, I think it's it's eh. I think it's probably its own thing and its own take on it. Um, yeah, I think it's just its own thing. What gets me excited is just how like much I believe Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. 
like he he goes from different like he's a little bit he's vulnerable and like i i i kind of am rooting for him in a way because like he's he's getting his ass beat throughout the entire trailer and it's and he lost a lot of weight for it yeah and that's like he even when he's wearing his weird tidy whities and shit it's uh it's it's really apparent how much weight he's lost for it, mm-hmm. but it, overall thoughts. It's I'm excited. I'm intrigued. I think this call me crazy. I think that the performance, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, could get him nominated. I, I think that it's he's he's kind of put himself into it, and I think you know there's precedent with Heath Ledger uh, taking on the role, and it's as I've said before, I would rather see Ray Romano be the Joker than Jared Leto one more time. Um, if they wanted to make this canon and wipe Jared Leto's Joker oh, from they existence, would. they would. I would be a hundred percent on board. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix would want to sign on to do the Joker forever, though. Like, I think he's, that's why he's not Doctor Strange, yeah. is because he didn't want to sign on to something. I hate like you, that, Bill. So. I, I just have to. Are you just imagining Ray Romano? Yes, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> As oh, I would, I would take it. You want to know how I got the scars? No, it's it's. Yeah, you know, I, I had a wife, and her name Deborah. <laughs> Robert, is this the Joker coming oh. the frog? You don't know. Um, yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point, does it? <laughs> oh, we have lost the plot. Uh-huh. David, any final thoughts Come on, on Joker? I, I, I want you to hit me. Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> Please recast it as Ray Romano. <laughs> don't don't recast uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Ray Romano. I am uh, Just I'm to... making up I'm writing the petition as we speak. Make no, Ray Romano say... the Joker. I was going to say, just keep doing uh, Elseworld stories, and he's a Joker in one of them. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, next story on hot quick takes takes. we are doing so so, we are doing so well on that go uh james gunn returns marvel announced james gunn will return to direct guardians Mm -hmm. 3 based on his own script he will still direct suicide squad 2 uh this they are pushing back guardians 3 so that he can direct suicide squad 2 then direct guardians 3 uh, Marvel has said they basically seemingly fired him initially just so they could do a proper investigation. Mm-hmm. But the one of the reasons they hadn't hired someone new is they were basically planning to do this, according to them. And so... This is the best were, possible it outcome. It absolutely period. is. Oh, because yeah. not only do we get to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with, with James Gunn, we also get to see him do a, a, a good... He's going to do a good Suicide Squad movie. Like, just... Point blank. If he brings um, that Guardians because, of the Galaxy humor into it, yeah, he will. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so too. So I think this is the you get both a, a James Gunn Guardians three and a Suicide a new Suicide Squad, which will undoubtedly mm-hmm. be good. So this is the best thing that could have happened, honestly. And you get him getting to finish his story in Guardians three that he started in Guardians one, right. like getting him getting to finish the story on his own terms. And yeah, they apparently like investigated the claims. They talked with him a bunch. He basically said, "Yeah, I said that when I was young and stupid, and that that does not reflect who I am now." And, and they and by the way, like obviously his tweets were awful, and there's no defending him. But the reason that they ca- came back up was some awful oh, yeah. trolls, uh, some truly 
awful bigoted people mm-hmm. brought them up because he was, you know, defending. Or he was he took some position that they didn't like, and then they brought it up. And no matter, it, it was awful. But still, at the same time, the people that brought this up were were awful. So there's no there, there's no good to come of it. But this is probably the best possible outcome. Next one. This one's probably just yeah. for me and David. Though you can chime in, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, one punch! One punch season two! One punch! Uh, it came out, and it is not as well animated. It's as not as well animated, but the humor um, is still there. The humor is still there. The writing's still there. I am the super weeb who uh, reads ahead in the manga, so the story they're working off of is really good and really funny, and I can't wait to see it in shown. Any episode and with I, uh, Sound of Sonic... Or Speed of Sound Sonic, Sonic is yeah. an amazing episode to me. Are we talking and about Sonic the Hedgehog? No, he's faster. No, no, no. He's <laughs> too Speed slow. Sonic. Speed of Sound Sonic's even faster. Oh wow! And I will say, I think the animation it was really rough in the first episode. The second one seemed a little better. The Speed of Sound Sonic and Geno's fight seemed at least a little better than the Geno's fight that was That's in true. the first one. Uh, and Saitama versus Hellish Blizzard was well done. And like it again, it's still a super funny show. It's still really good. Story-wise, it's just they changed animation companies and it shows. Yeah, that, that's unfortunate, but like if you if you get past the animation, it is still a good show. And who knows, maybe they'll fix it for the home release or the dub. Because yeah. they do I'm just that hoping sometimes. they get off the Attack on Titan or Rick and Morty of how long it takes for seasons to come out. Yeah, though I was talking to a friend and we both agreed we'd have waited two more years for season two if it could have been done slightly better. Because, like, they didn't exactly rush season two out. It's been several yeah. years. Da- Daniel, if, if you could have gotten the best season possible, Daniel, it would have it 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 been good, right? Right, right. It would have yes. been good. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the next topic. All right. Uh, Godzilla released its final trailer today, Ooh. or same day as recording Dude. here, uh, and it is a big ass kaiju <laughs> fight. That was I am on board. Probably the best use of somewhere over the rainbow since the Wizard of Oz. Um, I'd say best use, including yeah, the Wizard there, of Oz. I am down for kaiju. Fighting. I was I really liked had no interest in it in Godzilla <laughs> until I saw this trailer. And I'm like. Punching things! See, see yes! I was on the, basically the same boat as, like, I, I wasn't a big kaiju guy. Then I saw the latest Godzilla and Kong Skull Island. I'm like, alright, I'm into this now. This stuff is pretty yeah. fun. And it looks like it is just basically a fight between two alphas trying to control the pack of kaiju around the world. So it's King Ghidorah, and they're just like, well, is there any monster that could stop him? And you're like, well... Godzilla. <laughs> well, I'm offended you didn't say Mothra is a alpha. Mothra is always a support character. It's a fucking moth. <laughs> I feel like even in Mothra's solo films, it's a support character to two fairies who sing a song. <laughs> Aww, what a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. <laughs> I Look, Mothra's great, but I mean... <laughs> Mothra exists to at some point get shot down by King Ghidorah and then in its dying breath give Godzilla a boost in power. Uh and if the by the way, if I have now spoiled something that will happen in the final fight, 
I am just guessing that based on 50 years of Godzilla movies. But uh, just uh, to get indication, the, the, the scenes they show between King Ghidorah and Godzilla already look phenomenal. And all the monsters look great. They do. They just look great. This is probably something I can, probably won't convince my wife to go see in theaters, but I will for sure see it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's... And I think they said in the trailer something along the lines of it seemed like there were, what, 17 and growing for, like, the number of kaiju? Jesus. Like, I, it went kind of quick, and you couldn't quite tell exactly what they were referring to, but it seemed like they were saying something like that for the total number of kaiju, which means we might get to see some other ones, like Anguirus and maybe Megalon and Gigant. Now, now that King Kong's in the same universe, is he a kaiju now? He would be. Mm-hmm. Because they set up in Kong Skull Island that he's young and still growing, so that way he yeah. could get big in time for King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I know. I know kaiju's which always is re- next year. I know kaiju's were always related to the Japanese giant monsters, and Kong was always an American one. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know if he was actually a kaiju. Kaiju is just a term for giant monster. Okay. So like he he'd qualify. When when the, but, when those two finally face off, if God if King Kong does not shove a tree in his mouth, I will be pissed. <laughs> Gross. He he might. I think that movie is next year, supposedly. Something like that. Either next year or year after. And you say gross, that was in the other Godzilla vs. King Kong fight. That was in the first Godzilla vs. King Kong. Uh, we'll, I wonder if we'll ever get Jet Jaguar. Probably yeah. not. Then again, how big they are in these movies, I don't think... A, I think a tree's a toothpick to them. Just, uh, oh. That's a fair point. <laughs> They're a lot bigger. <laughs> But come on, David, you know you want Jet Jaguar. Oh, yeah, I do. Jet Jaguar. Jet Jaguar. Moving on. Quick hit. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Uh, Heard of it. it is Heard of it. Coming, it is coming out this weekend. Uh, we're probably planning to record a podcast about it sometime next week. All right. Early. Taking, um, taking Captain America off the plate. Who do you think is most likely to die? Double D, go. Um... Quick hit, go. Taking Captain taking Captain America off the plate. Who's the most likely to yeah. die? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I would say you're look. See, I think you lose. Honestly, uh, the big three. I think Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. Nah, I think Thor's nah, safe. I yeah, think- I, I think Thor's hitting a stride with his movies. I do too. I think it's probably. And I, it's probably I think Tony. Tony. It's it's. Uh, I think it's Tony. Captain America, Tony Stark, and maybe Hawkeye. No. Or uh Hawkeye's had enough close calls. Yeah, and this is but, finally doing it. Yeah. Could. I'll say this, I think the main reason I can think Tony is that it is a notable exception in the trailer for Spider-Man you are missing, Far From You Home. are missing the obvious one since Age of Ultron. Black Widow. Yeah, I could see that too. That's they, a, uh, but there's talk of a solo movie coming but out. But that for could that they've No, the solo movie the solo it's movie a prequel. prequel. Yeah. The, the, uh, but still. but Black Widow has been having this like love affair with the Hulk since Age of Ultron. That's been kind of forced. And guess what? Hulk kind of has a Hulk tile dysfunction right now. What's gonna get the Hulk to come out? <laughs> Black Widow dying. Maybe. Actually, you know what? I think there's even a greater than zero chance we lose Hulk. Really? I I could I no could see no it. we can't lose Hulk because Bruce Banner or Mark Ruffalo has like a six movie deal. And he's like on like four or five. I, is I, he? I thought he. I thought he'd hit no, six. Already. No, I think uh, Endgame is number five, so I think he's safe. 
unless oh, unless his next movie see. unless his next movie is a prequel. Yeah, that's that's the tricky thing with some of that when you know the deals is that because you can do stuff like well you know T'Challa is coming back because they're doing a sequel, mm-hmm. and we but, all know Spider Man and Nick Fury are coming back because <laughs> they have a movie coming out and they're in the trailer for it. I uh, know Captain Marvel's dead. Her movie didn't do it good enough. Oh, that's. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I think Captain Marvel's safe. Because I think the main reason I would think you would lose the big three uh, is because I think they are going to transition into a new kind of trinity for Marvel rising up. Probably Captain Marvel, Peter Parker, and uh, T'Challa. I don't think you will lose Tony Stark because he's going to be more of a mentor to him. He's not going to be in it like he is now, but he's going to be more mentor to especially Peter. Uh, see, here's the thing. I feel like so much of the journey to Infinity War and and, uh, and beyond uh, has been kind of the long game of Tony versus Thanos. And like ever since that first Avengers movie, they've both been aware of each other. Because mm-hmm. even in the end of Infinity War, basically Thanos acknowledges him. It's like, yeah, I know who you are. They're both and, cursed with knowledge. Yeah, we are both... You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. And so I think it would make sense that both are taken off the field mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I'll say this. My original thought... Like, my original pick would have been Drax, but now that James Gunn's coming back, maybe not. Because <laughs> with how much Dave Batista was saying, I was like, well, the obvious answer is Drax. But it's just not coming back. But here's the thing. Will Gamora come back? I don't think necessarily in this movie. I think in Guardians 3. That's a fair point. Because she didn't die like with the snap. She died to get the Soul Stone. So she's probably in the Soul Stone. And there's... I still think there's a chance you could get Vision coming back. But I don't think he's going to be with the Mind Stone anymore. I think he's going to... No, what's, what's, but, what's his name without the Mind Stone? It's uh, it's still Vision. Oh, it's still Vision. He, okay. he he had a different look, but mm-hmm. he well in the comics he never had the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. It was a Solar Gem thing, but even without it, he still went by Vision. I would say Loki would stay dead, except for the fact there's gonna be spinoff shows, but that could also be prequels. So who knows? I mean, I think it's obvious Cap's gonna go, and then yeah, my thought is the big three, and maybe even Hulk. I could even see a possibility of all six of the original going. Yeah. And you just make w- you make way for the new. I don't know. Or you leave one of them standing. Yeah, if one of them's going if they're going to do that, they're going to leave uh Iron Man standing cuz he's just the he's the face of the MCU. So if if they're getting rid of the big 3, the new big 3, the replacement for Tony would have to be T'Challa. The replacement oh, I was thinking Peter. I was thinking no, Peter. No, the billionaire switch off then the Powerhouses, which also Thor and Captain Marvel, and then Peter mm. replaces Captain America as the moral center. Mm. Maybe I could see that. I, I would think the reason I put I would put T'Challa in the Cap role is they're both kind of natural born leaders, whereas whereas Peter Parker is creative and inventive. How often in the like comics Tony. though is is Black Panther an Avenger? Oh, often. Okay, he's almost always an Avenger. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, he's he's been there since early, early on. Like he wasn't one of the first, but he was not. There, there have been there have been a lot who have been mo- much more recent. And uh, I think he's in the first 
15 or 20 to join up. Mm. So, And of course, there's always the question is, after Thanos, who's next? Well, they have Fox now. Yeah, so they have all their good Gal- villains. They, they have, they have, they have Fox, so they get they get two uh, big villains Kang. from that Fox merger. One of them's Galactus. I, I say Kang, especially with everyone predicting that time travel is going to be involved in this, mm-hmm. they might pop up on Kang's radar because he's all about time travel. So they they you could use this to basically be like, oh, we've we might have alerted someone much more dangerous to our presence. Well, I'll, I'll, Kang and. I would go with Kang because they 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 could have probably had that planned out a while ago, but I think a yeah. I think a smarter move would have been Galactus because you know how he's supposed to bring balance for the eternity and all them. Yeah. What what fucks with balance more than reviving half the universe? Could so Galactus could be a serious. Well, actually, that depends on which Galactus you look at. Uh, and recently in the comics, they did something of they discovered his uh. His original transformation was incomplete. And so they managed to get him back kind of in the pod he was supposed to finish his transformation. And when they did, he left and he was no longer the destroyer of worlds. He was the life bringer and could bring life to worlds. Interesting. They they wouldn't do that one because that's not a villain. Yeah, well, in the comics, they used that as the gateway to a much, much bigger villain. uh, That... Literally, by the end of it, no one, no mortal being could fight. Mm. Franklin Richards. <laughs> Not even Franklin Richards could fight this one. Ooh. They basically they basically were fighting with the universe itself. Ooh, fun. That's a wonderful series called, like, The Ultimate Squared, I think. It's like The Ultimates, and then there's, you know, two up in the corner. It is really good. It gets really high concept at times. Because you get, like, the Ultimates, which were, like, the team of, like, Black Panther and Captain Marvel and, like, Spectrum and Blue Marvel and a bunch of characters like that. And then you had, like, Ultimates above that that were, like, Ego, the Living Planet, Galactus, and all these just, like, almost sort of celestial-type beings. And then you had another group of Ultimates above that that were basically all the representations of the universes and all the instances of the universes to have existed in the Marvel Universe. And? Uh, and it gets weird at the end, but it's it's a really good story. <laughs> with, with this whole Fox murder, I think they're going to try to push for more of a Fantastic Four villain because people are hungry for a Fantastic Four oh, movie. Yeah. I mean, you could even do Doom. Do- Doom Doctor Doom is would be a next Thanos-level guy. You, you could do even something like Secret Wars where he gets the power of a Beyonder. I mean, hell, you could just do a Beyonder. You would you would have to do a Doom movie before that to introduce Doom before you give him a Beyonder power. There's some rumors of Doom as villain in the Black Panther sequel. Mm, yes, please. What, Wakanda? Yeah, no, that would be a good yeah. one. You, you'd get two leaders of foreign nations going at each other. Uh, Latveria versus Wakanda. Yeah, that would be a good movie. Because the other one I've heard there that would be just as good as Namor. Ooh, but, I like that too. Imperious Rex. We'll see what happens with Endgame. Uh, I think it's time to wrap on up. Bill, anything to plug? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter. If you like hearing me rambling about Star Wars here, you'll love hearing me ramble about Star Wars on my own podcast, Skywalking Through the League. It's uh, You can follow us on Twitter at SkywalkingTL, and you can also find me on Twitter at Star Wars Bill. 
Uh, would really, really appreciate the follow. Would appreciate the listen. And uh, if you feel compelled, let us know what you think. All right. Thank you so much for having me again. I absolutely had an absolutely great time. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. David, do you absolutely have anything to absolutely plug? Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of have a Twitter account at the David Hood. I am, again, trying to be better at posting stuff, but I am still not that good at it. Well, and you can also, David and I tend to share responsibility on the Nerds for Normal People account. So, it's that's behind the curtain nerds. a little bit. <laughs> a little bit behind the curtain there. Pay no attention so to the man behind the curtain. So, that's at Nerds for the number four normal and you can follow the show and we post all kinds of fun stuff throughout the week as well uh you can also follow me at daniel dunston on twitter and i'm going to give one last shout out for a thing we've mentioned him before but brian david gilbert is a gift to humanity and he recently made the perfect poke wrap and if you've not watched it you should Cause it's amazing, <laughs> and you should watch the full video where he explains his process, and you really understand the story behind Terry. Oh, uh, Terry! Terry! All right, so that's that's my plug for once again, Brian David Gilbert, a wonderful, wonderful genius that we get the pleasure of seeing. Uh, that'll do it for us for right now. We'll probably have something up next week about Endgame. Until then. See you, nerds. <laughs>